Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your face, Lord, your glory, life in this place. Thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. We lift our name on love and thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 Lord, thank you, Lord, good morning, good morning, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for you, this Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. My God, fill your room. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Presence, Lord. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you, we bless you, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you. We thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We need your presence, Lord. We need your presence. We need you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You are such a good, good father. You are such a good, good father. My God, my God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I worship you. My God, I love you. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I offer you my life, Lord. I offer you my life, Lord. I offer you my life, Lord. I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please receive the sacrifice. My God, I thank you. I thank you. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. My God, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. More of you and less of Lakeisha, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. My God, more of you, more of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, wealth of fame. It's not for wealth of fame. Thank you, it's not for Lakeisha, Lord God. Just more of you, more of you, more of you, more of you, more of you. You got to make that personal. My God, I just need more of you. You just got to ask him for more. Lord, I need more of you. I need more of you. Like, I need more of you. I need less of me and more of you. He is such a good, good father. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I lift your name up on high and I say thank you and I just need more of you and less of me my God I offer you this place I offer you my temple I offer you my house I offer you my hands I offer you my feet I offer you my job I offer you my service I offer you my life who I offer you all that I have so that I can do more for you that actually needs to be our earnest plea that we offer more of ourselves to God daily that we ask him to burn up the chaff that we ask him to remove everything in our life that does not line up with him father God just give us more of you and less of ourselves father I thank you for your people today I thank you for your word today I thank you for your presence today I cast off the spirit of heaviness Lord God and we put on the garment of praise we worship you Lord we worship you we worship you it may not seem fair in our lives right now. It may not seem right in our lives right now. But Lord God, we know that we are with you. So this morning we offer our praise. We offer our thanksgiving, Lord God. We bless your holy name. We magnify you for you are the king of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. And we bless you and we praise you and we magnify you and we glorify you and we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord God. 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 We never become, come before you empty handed, Lord God. We offer our praise to you today. We magnify you. We glorify 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 you. We magnify you. I thank you for your people today. I lift them up before you today. I cover them in the blood of Jesus. I thank you. No weapon formed against them shall prosper, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon them, Lord God. I declare a blessing over them today. Day, that they are living in their blessed state, that they are living their blessed life, Lord God, that they, you are with them, that they are strong and strengthened, Lord God, through the Holy Spirit, Lord God. 
Thank you, Father, that you are burning up the chaff in them, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. They hunger and thirst for righteousness, Lord God. I thank you that your face is shining upon them, Lord God, and that everything that they put their hands to shall prosper for your glory. Lord God, open up doors today. Open up doors today. Give them opportunities today. Let them walk in your purpose today, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And I declare anything standing in their way, Father God, blocking them, Lord God, is being moved quickly, expediently, Lord God. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your protection. I thank you for your provision. I thank you for your wisdom. And I thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Lord, digitally download into them. I thank you. You are strengthening their families. I thank you, Father God, that they don't make career choices without you. I thank you that your favor goes before them, Father God. Thank you, Lord God. Their name is in rooms that they've not even been in, Lord God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, advocate that you are advocating before us that you go before us, that you are speaking it into the ears of the people that we divinely connect to today. I thank you, Father God. Divine doors are opening right now. Divine doors are opening. Divine doors are opening, Lord God. I thank you. You are springing us forth, Lord God. You are calling and causing us to come into purpose, Lord God, that every path we come across today, it will be full of purpose, Lord God. Guide us in our speech. Guide us in our conversation. Guide us in our text. And I just declare a blessing. I declare an open heaven over their lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father God. I thank you. 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 Thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. Y'all just keep sharing the devotional and putting it out there. Just keep sharing it. It's not in vain. Your shares are not in vain. It doesn't matter if someone doesn't like it. Drop it in an inbox. It doesn't matter if someone that you think someone's noticing. People will watch. People watch even when you don't think people are watching. So keep putting the devotional out there. Keep sharing it. Keep sending it to your friends and your families. Put it in special groups so that God can get the glory out of this devotional. Thank you for sharing. Olive, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Olive, thank you. I thank you. I appreciate that. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I need to lift up my... um sister in faith she is my sister which would make her daughter my niece um, um i need to lift up tina matthews right now that is my sister um i feel like a, a color purple moment she scratched out my head when i was ailing um when i was in a moment um a desperate moment for god after i had uh, lost my husband. She was in constant contact, making sure I was okay. And she needs a healing. She needs to see and experience the power of God this morning. And so I want to stand in the gap for Tina. I want to stand in faith for her. I believe that God heals. I believe that God can touch her body, levelize it, normalize it. I believe that every fiber, every tissue, every cell in her body can line up exactly with what the word of God says. And I'm declaring that over her today. And I'm standing in faith with her today because God was already bruised for her iniquities, chastised for her peace. And by his stripes, she is not 
going to be healed. She is the healed. And so from this day on, I'm going to call her. I'm going to call her Tina the healed. That's what I'm going to call her. I'm going to call her Tina the healed. She is Tina the healed. And I just thank you, Father God, that you are normalizing her blood cells, that you are normalizing her counts. I speak to every fiber, every tissue, every cell in her body. And I declare today that it is aligned with the word of God. Blood cells be normal in Jesus name. I thank you that the synapses in her brain. I thank you, Father God, that her infarcts, everything, anything that does not line up the signals, the neurons, Lord God, I thank you. Her arteries are normalized. I thank you, Father God. Her veins are normalized. I thank you, Father God, that her body lines up. Jesus didn't have issues and health problems and Tina ain't going to have issues and health problems. If Jesus didn't have them, she doesn't get to have them either. And so we thank you, Lord God, that you are manifesting yourself in her life right now in Jesus name. We thank you, Father God, for complete healing. We thank you for complete restoration. I thank you that you are redeeming her time and that everything that the enemy tried to steal from her, Lord God, that you are recompensing and paying back. Healing is a part of our benefit package that comes from Jesus Christ. And it's not an option of whether or not whether or not God will heal. He does heal. He has healed. And he, he said that in his word that I am the Lord God that will heal thee. So I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that our body is healthy, whole. Father God, I thank you, Lord God. Her spirit is healthy and whole. I thank you, Father God, that depression can't set in, Lord God. I thank you that she is complete, that she is restored, that she is walking in the full capacity of who you called her to be in Christ Jesus. She has a heart of service. Lord God, she always serves you. I thank you that you yield and hear your servant and that she stands in healing today, that she walks away, Father God, from this situation, completely healed, completely restored, every fiber, every tissue and every cell. You line up with what the word of God says in Jesus name. I thank you for all of my intercessors that are on the devotional today, Father God. If you know God has called you into intercession, will you just put your hands up? <laughs> will you just put your hands up? I'm going to charge you to get in the gap. I'm going to charge you today to walk full in your purpose, that you are not afraid to walk into intercession. So I just declare, Father God, your strength, your might, your power, and your revelation to all of those that are called to intercede for kingdom. We're all called, but some of them have a special assignment as intercessors. And we thank you, Father God, that you're giving them the strength that they need to intercede, to stand in the gap for their city, for their state, for their nation, for their world, and for their families. Pour out your grace upon them today. Pour out your grace upon them today, Lord God. Give them a fresh anointing, one that destroys the yokes of bondage, sickness, and disease in their own life, Father God. Holy Spirit, be the counsel, be the word, be the light, be their strength, be their grace, Lord God. Give them the words to say, show them what to pray, when they do not know what to pray and let not them get weary in well-doing, Lord God, for in a due season, they're going to reap, Lord God. They're going to see their prayers answered. Strengthen your intercessors today. Teach them, Lord God, how to pray, my God, in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. It is hard 
when you are called to be an intercessor, a lot of people don't understand the role of the intercessor and the enemy, the enemy uh, loves to attack the intercessor. The enemy loves to make the intercessor think that their prayers are not being answered and that the Lord doesn't hear them. And when you are on special assignment, as the intercessor, it seems like the heat is always on you. But the reason that the heat is always on you is because the enemy doesn't want you to be in position and to pray, right? The enemy doesn't want you to think that your prayers are important or that your prayers can be heard. And so he loves to attack you to keep you from praying, to keep you from being focused. And so we just set a hedge of protection around all of you. I plead the blood of Jesus over my intercessors today. I thank you that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No demon, no devil in hell shall come near your dwelling. The Lord said, he who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty. So the assignment, the assault that has been against your life, I cancel the assignment of the enemy off your life right now in the name of Jesus. And I declare that you are able to move forth and that your prayers are like arrows. And every time you shoot a prayer, it will hit the attack target. It will hit the a target. Demons will flee. Debt will move. Sickness and disease will go away because you operate in the authority in the name of Jesus Christ. And so if you know God has called you into intercession and you really don't know how to pray, ask the Holy Spirit, show me how to pray. Show me how to properly um, intercede for your people. And if you will begin to do that, God will answer that and he will show you how to pray. You may just be in the inter the um the beginning stages of intercession. You may just be in the beginning, beginning stages of the ministry that God called you into. You may not understand. You just know you feel the burden to pray for people. You just know. And so you need to just ask God for the wisdom to show you how to pray. And he will begin to show you how to pray, right? He will begin to show you how to pray. And so Lord, we thank you. There is a burden that the intercessor um, carries. There's a burden that the intercessor carries for people. There's a burden that the intercessor may carry for a specific place, right? I'm called to pray for government officials. So I don't put my mouth on my government officials. I pray for my government officials and intercession doesn't have to be some long, um, drawn, drawn out corny. I'm just being honest prayer. It just needs to, you need to pray the word. You need to pray the targets. You need to learn how to target your words, um, and that your words and your prayers become like arrows. And when your words and prayers become like arrows, then you will see the power of God. You will see the power of God. You will see the manifestation of God and you will see your prayers answered when you don't pray selfish prayers. Right. Right. Samuel 1 20 and 20 says, and I will shoot three arrows on the side of as though I shot at a mark. Right. You will shoot the arrows of your words. When you praying, you will begin to target and shoot arrows and it will begin to change circumstance and change situations. And it's hard and it's, it's, it's a burdensome sometimes and it seems consuming, right? Job six and four says for the arrows of the almighty are within me, right? The arrows of the almighty of, are within me. So the arrows of the almighty are within you. And so just stand, just stand up. 
and stand and use your words. Prayers are like arrows, right? And shoot your arrows, <laughs> shoot your arrows, shoot your arrows, shoot your arrows, shoot your prayers and let your prayers be heard and do not back down, right? Do not back down. Let your air and your prayers be your arrows in every circumstance, in every situation. Um, um, I win wars on my face. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I win wars on my face. I don't win wars. I win wars on my face. That's where I win wars. I don't win wars through my mouth. I do through my mouth, but it's on my face. It's through my prayers. Um, and I wish I would have known that when I was younger, but I'm glad I have the wisdom for it now because I thought I needed to win wars with my mouth and I don't have to win wars with my mouth. I just have to win wars with my prayers. Like I don't not, not, I mean, not with my mouth. And I'm talking about like, I don't have to fight the enemy on his territory. I get to win wars. I get to win wars on my face in prayer. That's how I win wars. That's how I win battles. That's how I, um, I, I get over the enemy is on my face, right? I just win wars on my face. I win wars on my face. And I'm not talking about physical wars. I'm talking about spiritual wars. I don't fight the enemy. I don't fight Satan on his territory. I do not. I don't throw back. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And I had to grow in this. I didn't have this immediately. I didn't know the right things to prayer on my face. And God gave me that revelation recently. I don't, I didn't, he was like, you not, you don't battle, you battle on your face, Lakeisha, you battle on your face, right? I used to think I had to fight spiritually differently and I would be exhausted. But I understand now that I win the spiritual battles I went against the principalities on my face and how God showed me this was through if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I will heal their land. I will heal their money. I will heal their relationships. I will heal whatever their self. If I will humble myself and pray, I will humble myself if I will not feel like I got a war against it and prove that I'm right. If I will humble myself and pray, then I'll heal. Cause I always ask God, when God says something to me, I ask him to back it up in scripture and he will back it up in scripture. So today I want to talk to you. Yeah, no, you got to humble yourself. Can I tell you that Olive? Cause that's important for us to under, understand the Lord. It's not, if the Lord humbles you, I need to give you this today. If the Lord humbles you, you're going to be in trouble. But if you make a decision to humble yourself, you got to humble yourself. See, we've been praying and asking for things wrongly all the time. You don't want the Lord to humble you. You need to make a decision to humble yourself. Every time he talked about humility, he told us to humble ourselves. You got to humble yourself. You got to make a decision that I'm going to humble myself. I need to humble myself and pray, meaning I'm going to submit myself to your authority. I'm not going to make a decision, God, that I know the right way or the right direction. I'm going to humble myself. I humble myself. I make a decision to submit the circumstance, the problem, whatever it is to you. That's how, yeah, that's how I'm going to do. I'm going to humble myself. You don't want the Lord to humble you. Because if he got to humble you, it looks different. You, you, it looks different. You got to humble you, humble, you got to humble yourself. You got to make a decision that you're going to make your 
prayers. You're going to pray. You're going to pray. You're going to position yourself in prayer. You're not going to fight the enemy on his territory. You're going to seek the face of the Lord. You're going to seek the wisdom of God, right? You're going to, you got to seek the wisdom of God. You're going to humble yourself. You're going to position yourself. And people didn't teach, teach us that people would be praying in front of us. Lord, humble, humble us, Lord. Now don't humble me. Let me, let me humble myself. Let me humble myself. Let me humble myself. Right. Let me, let me humble myself. Yeah. He will resist the proud. Your prayers are not going to get answered. Right. If you, when you're not humble and you're not praying in faith. So make a decision to humble yourself. So I'm calling today's devotional, the search party. I'm calling today's devotional, the search party. And I, I'm going to help those of you that are single and I'm going to help the Holy Spirit. I don't mean me, but you know what I mean? And I'm going to help those of us um, that are even those of you that are married. I said those of us. Okay, Lord, bring them on. Those of us that are uh, married, um, I'm going to help those of those as all, also that are married. And I'm going to bring up a couple of stories as well today. And I'm going to give you this in the next 15 or 20 minutes, right? Um I'm going to talk to you about a little bit more about your um, angels. Uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about alignment. We're still in Ephesians five. We're still in the spirit filled life. We're still talking about a submitted life to Christ and we're getting into a submitted life and a responsibility in marriage. And Paul started talking to us about marriage. Right. And I'm just going to be honest for a long time. Um, and I, and, and it's funny because I'll see, receive God's wisdom on this. I didn't know we were going into this direction. And as he began to have us chew through Ephesians five, I'm like, Lord, we just talked about marriage. We just talked about re relationships. We just talked about this. And, and I know if he's bringing back this to us, then we need to dig deeper so that our relationships, our marriages, everything that we are tied to is whole. Remember, we are glory carriers. We are to carry the glory of God wherever we go. We are to position ourselves to carry the glory of God, that the wisdom of God be in us, that we are light in our relationships. We are light in our home. We are light on our jobs. We are uh, light in our ministries. Um, we are liked wherever we go. Um, we cannot be in ministry and so disgruntled and upset and downtrodden. We people have got to be able to eat off our fruit and not eat off the fruit of bitterness. Right. And so for some reason, we've been taught that our relationships, our marriages should look like what the world has. But our marriages were never Christian marriages were not supposed to be the same as everybody else. Christian parenting. Come on, Holy Spirit. I invite you in. Take over this devotional. Take over my mouth. Christian uh, marriages were not supposed to be the same. Christian parenting was never supposed to be the same. And most of us brought in a lot of junk into these circumstances and these situations. Um, things from our culture, things from our perspective, things from our parents. And a lot of us are resistant um, to change because we thought or saw it being effective. And I'm going to be honest with you. I had friends that had really strong marriages 
And when they got married, they got married and they got married in the church. Um, but I watched over the years, their marriages, um, disintegrate and I'm being honest because God was not at the center of this marriage. And so even for those of you that are married, this may sting a little bit today, but let the sting come so you can heal and your marriage can become absolutely everything that it needs to be everything. Uh, Donnie McEwen. Oh, thank you. You know how to get me. My God. Thank you. Um, and so that these marriages, uh, these marriages become everything, right? And so at the conception of our marriage, we have to make a decision of, or before even our marriage is conceived, we need to make a decision of what that marriage is going to be like, right? What is this marriage going to be? And that is targeted through our prayers. I gave you a little bit of my own testimony yesterday of how when my prayers changed, they became like arrows. My prayers would produce a marriage till death do you part was not perfect. I was not the perfect wife. He was not the perfect husband. I don't have to explain that to you, but I'm just saying, to, I'm just saying to you without a doubt, my prayers changed the trajectory of my life. I went from praying selfish prayers for marriage to praying um, prayers for marriage that would honor and glorify God. And that would allow my life and begin to allow my life to line up with the word of God, right? And I'm going to show you through Ruth and through Esther. We're going to tap back into Ruth and Esther. I know we tapped into them a little while ago, but we're going to tap them. So Christian marriage, the Christian view of marriage should be something very different from all other views. It should not look like, it should not look like uh, what this world has said. And some of you um, have had failed relationships and failed marriages and they have been difficult. We'll be honest. And the situations have been difficult and it was probably because God was not at the center of the marriage. And so if we'll be honest, like we just got to be honest and say, you know what? I know for a fact um, that God was not in the center of my marriage when I first built the marriage. Right. Or for those of you that are single, you'll begin to understand how important it is for you to lose yourself in God. You'll lose yourself in God and then he'll begin to direct your path. And we have clear evidence of this in the word. Like there is evidence of this in the word that every time someone aligned their prayer and we're going to see this this week because we're talking about the mission, the mission of God in our relationships, that every time somebody begins to align their self with God's will for their life, then God would bring them into a covenant marriage that would last a lifetime. And he would bring them into a marriage that was a full of purpose and he would bring them into a marriage that would change generations, right? That was prophesied about that would, um, add to the wealth and value of who they were as a parent. But, but when we, before we get into who we are to submit to, we have to understand who God is in the, the relationship. Like our marriage is a three part relationship. It is us, our spouse and God. It is us, our spouse and God. And so even before we talk about who we submit to, we need to make sure that the angels are on a search party. That's why I call this the search party, that the angels are on a search party, that we are aligning ourselves with uh, the God's will for our life, that we are intimately dealing with ourselves. Um, and so if we look at um, different stories in the Bible, we'll begin to see what God did when 
even it looked like it wasn't going to work out, even if it looked like it was unlikely how God began to realign their lives with his perfect will. If you don't understand Old Testament and, and you don't know and get that Ruth's connection to Boaz was not just about her come up. It was not just about her redemption. Ruth's connection to Boaz, her divine connection was necessary because Jesus was to come through this lineage and it was prophesied by the early prophets. That's why you got to ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation in the New Testament. And so marriages, when we talk about submitting, we've got to first find someone who's worthy to submit to. And you've got to be that person that's worthy to, to be submitted. Come on, Holy Spirit, that be, that's submitted to. And most of the time, most of us are not patient enough to find someone to submit to. And most of us are not patient enough to be groomed to be submitted to, right? So the man needs to be submitted to because we're not patient enough to wait on God to find someone who is submitted to the Lord, right? We do things in our own timing. We are anxious. The clock is ticking. And if I'm teaching a singles class right now, so this will, this will be good for all my singles as well, as well as my single men. And so I want to bring you a little bit about back to the story of Ruth today. And I want to just show you how the angels were beginning to work for Ruth, right? This way you're not so anxious. And if you're already married, don't cancel yourself out of this conversation today. Don't think that this conversation is not working for you. It is going to work for you because what it's going to do is it's going to show you where you were not in the line of divine alignment, or it's going to show you how to get in divine alignment, or it's going to show you where the will of God can come in and still work in your relationships because God honors marriage. God honors covenant. And if we will shoot our prayers like arrows at our spouses, then God will begin to turn something in their heart. See, you thought the war was on you and God has been trying to get you to allow him the war to be on him. Right. And God will give you the wisdom, the instruction, the knowledge, the understanding, whatever it is you need for the relationship, for the marriage that you are in. Right. And so I want to go to this most significant part. I'm going to skip. I'm going to paraphrase. This is Ruth chapter one, I thank you, God, for giving us revelation in your word. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. And so Amalek um, moved his family to Moab. He was never supposed to be in Moab. God had already forbidden them to not be in Moab, but he was afraid when he moved his family to Moab. He was afraid. He was scared. He was scared because there was a famine in the land and he thought he was making the very best possible decision. I'm going to move my family to Moab. And the reason that I'm moving my family to Moab is because I don't want to die. Right. Well, disobedience opens the door to the enemy, right? And I'm just going to be honest, Amalek died. And then her two sons had married Moab, Moabite women. They were never supposed to marry Moabite women. They were not. Um, and we know, we all know what that's like. Sometimes we marry people that God has clearly said no, or we get into relationships with people that God has clearly said no, or we never sought the face of God about the relationships. We never asked and talked to God. See, you don't even, you don't even know that the person that you marry and that you have kids by, right? There's a strategy even in that guy, like God wants you that he's wants to produce a certain race of kids. There's so much depth in this. Okay. So I'm not going to go too far. 
And so they married two Moabite women and they died. The sons died. And there are some cultural things in place. Like when sons die, brothers are supposed to marry their widows. But Naomi didn't have any widow, didn't have any other sons to offer them. And so after all the tragedy and she renames herself Mara and she's sad and she's bitter and she's worn. But after the tragedy, Naomi has heard that there is food back in their land and she's like okay the Lord has blessed Judah again and so I'm going to go home I'm getting ready to go home to Judah I'm getting ready to go home to Judah I'm going back to Judah that's what I'm gonna do I'm getting ready to go back to Judah and so Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had blessed the people in Judah by giving them good crops again so Naomi so Naomi comes back and she's going back to Judah. That's what she's getting ready to do. And she tells her daughter-in-laws, right? Um, she tells her daughter-in-law, she said, look, I don't have anything to give you. Cause at first they were like, no, we don't want to leave you. We want to stay with you. Um, when we have been in tragedy, tragedy often is the ties that bind us. And so they didn't want to leave outside her. They were like, no, we're not going to leave you. And she's like, look, I have nothing to offer you. I'm too old. I don't have any other sons. There's there's nothing that I can give you. You need to go ahead and go back to Judah. Like you need to go back with your people, right? You need to go ahead and go back with your people. And so Orpah, which was one of her daughter-in-laws and Ruth, Orpah returns and goes as they are on the road and she makes a decision and she goes back to the people. She goes back to her people, but something is happening in Ruth. Something in Ruth has connected Connect, connected to Naomi divinely. Something in Ruth has positioned her and Ruth replies, she says, do not ask me um, to leave you and turn back. And this is what I love because this statement right here, that's why I know that there are power in our words. That's why I know, even if you didn't know the right thing to pray, Ruth B says something so powerful. And I look at Ruth's words as a prayer and she says to Naomi, she says, wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you go, I will go. And she was honoring the God in Naomi. She just wasn't honoring Naomi. She was honoring that. She said, wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die and where and there I will be buried. And may the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she had nothing more. And I am pretty sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure that when God saw Ruth's commitment, this Moabite woman, this woman that was not qualified, this woman that didn't seem to be fit, this woman that was not of Judah, of Israel, had made her pledge and commitment, not only to Naomi, she had made her pledge and commitment to God. And I know for a fact that her pledge and commitment to God is what led to her divine connections. We know the Holy Spirit was already in the earth. And so the Holy Spirit would begin to align things in Ruth's favor just because she made a decision. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. So I'm just coming to tell you, and this is my testimony, this is my word from the Lord, that your words will change the course and the direction of where you go. Your prayers will change the correction, the course and direction. And so in your relationships, if you're looking for someone to submit to, 
If you're looking for someone to submit to, or if you're the person and you're wanting someone to submit to you, then the sellout has to be to God. Then the sellout has to be to God. The sellout has to be the God to God. Even though it looked like she was selling out to Naomi, what she was saying was, God, you can get the very glory out of my life. You're going to get the very glory out of my life. I'm going to submit to you. I'm a Moab woman. I don't know all your ways. I don't understand everything, but I'm going to. I'm going to submit my life. I'm going to walk in this divine connection. The story of Ruth is about d- divine connections, right? It's about divine connections. You need a Naomi in your life. You need a divine connection in your life. You need a setup. You need a place in which you surrender yourself so that God can begin to move in her circumstances. If you go to Matthew one and five, you will see that Ruth is the lineage in the lineage in the lineage of Jesus Christ, right? She started out as an alien. She was foreign to this thing. She didn't understand all the ways of God. She didn't understand every circumstance. She didn't understand what was required of her, right? But because she sold out, because she was adopted into Israel by marriage and she becomes truly connected by her faith to God's people and to God's plan. She will begin to really, 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 really see the hand of God in her life. And what happens next is just a divine setup. It's just a divine setup, but it was because she was sold out. And so my, my thing to you this week, and ain't a lot of hoopla is if you will sell out, the angels will go to work for you. If you will sell out, the angels will go before you. The angels will pave a way for you. The angels will do exactly what they're supposed to do for you. They will begin to divinely align things to work in your favor. And I told you guys, when I taught this before, there was a place of provision. See, the the, the significance has always been placed on Ruth's Boaz connection to Boaz. And it's so important, but it was at the place that Ruth turned her face towards God. My God, my God, my God. It was at the place that Ruth turned her face towards God, that everything would begin to align in her favor. She was not looking for a man. She was not looking for anything but God. She had sold out. She said, you know what? God's plan and will for Naomi's life will also become God's plan and will for my life. And so before you make the decision to submit, you got to begin to honor and ask God, right? You got to begin to honor and ask God, Lord, I want your perfect plan and will for my life and nothing else. Like, I don't care what it is. I don't care who it is. I don't care where you take me, right? I don't care where you're having me go. I don't care what the circumstances. I don't care where the church is. I'm no longer going to hold on to things because they seem legitimate. I'm no longer going to be in relationships that don't honor you. I'm not going to just work a job. If you will honor God and say, God, your plan becomes my plan. There is a divine connection that is coming to you. There is a divine portal. There's a divine door that's going to open to you because you make a decision that God's plan is the very best and it is the only way and it is the only thing that matters and nothing. That's what Ruth did. She decided that God's plan was the best plan, right? She decided. And so here's where I, this is why I call this the search party and we're going to wrap this up. 
There are angels around us. There are angels beside us. There are angels within us. Angels are all over us. And Psalms 91, 11 and 12 proves this. It said, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways on their hands. They will bear you up lest you strike a, your foot against a stone. So the angels protect you, right? There are angels. Exodus 23 and 20 says, see, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. There is an angel going before you to bring you to the place that I have prepared to bring you into your promised land, to bring you into the divine connection, to bring you into the marriage that I have for you, my God, that I have for you. This is God's plan. The angels are already there. This is God's promise. Matthew 18 and 10. Beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven, their angels are always that their angels are always in the presence of my heavenly father. Your angels are always in the presence of your heavenly father. Your angels are the ones that send, um, the message to your fathers, your angels are sent to God to protect you, but to also and help you inherit your full kingdom here on earth. So are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. That's Hebrews one and 14, right? So God's plan has to become your plan. Psalms 103, 19 and 22, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you, his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you, his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul, right? Hebrews 13 and two, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. So when Ruth was showing hospitality to Naomi, she opened up a door. And so you've got to understand that the angels become the search party. You don't have to search for anything or anyone in God's plan. You've just got to make the decision to allow God's plan to be the only plan for your life. You got to be like Ruth. You got to say, you know what? Lord, wherever you want me to go, I'm going to go. Wherever you want me to live, I'm going to live. This is what she was saying to God, whether she knew it or not, because she didn't have the knowledge to pray to God. Wherever you go, God, your, your will be done in my life. Your will be done in my life. You're going to be my God. These are going to be my people, Lord. I'm going to die wherever you want me to die. I'm going to be buried wherever you want me to be. And she swore an oath and a covenant to Naomi. And she said, may the Lord punish me severely. She called him Lord. She recognized something in the divine plan of God. She said, may the Lord punish me severely if I don't commit and complete this vow. So at the moment that we make God's plan, our plan, and that we yield to God and we say, whatever it is, God, I'm not going to resist you. I'm going to follow your plan for my life. Then the angels go do a search party. The angels go before you and they begin to divinely align the will of God for your life. And you will see the hand of God in your life like never before, like never before. This is a divine word to you. So if you've been resistant to God's plan because it feels unfamiliar, right? Because it feels 
the the yeah that's good Xavier the decision and plan are parallel I promise if you make a whatever moment if you make a decision whatever God if you make a decision not to be fearful if you make a decision to be bold if you make a decision that you know what God I'm gonna sell out I'm gonna really sell out to you I'm gonna let your plan be the only plan for my life I'm not gonna answer for you I'm not gonna before then the search party begins for those of you that are single the search party for you that will begin for those of you that are married and it's been in some difficult places. If you'll get your hands out of it, if you'll determine it's not going to end in divorce, if you're, if you'll just say to God, God, I let you have this, you take this every direction because God knows how it's going to end. God knows if it's going to work. God knows if it's not going to work out. God knows if the other person is going to give up on you or give up on the situation. God even knows if you are going to bear too much and walk out the situation. But if you'll say God's plan that God, I'm going to let you have this. If you'll say, God, I'm going to let you do this. If you'll make a decision at God's plan, is the very best plan for you. Then the search party will begin. The angels will begin to go before you and they will begin to prepare a way for you. And for those of you that single, the person that's for you will be right on your path. You will not have to be uh, deviate off the path. You will not have to go search for other things. You will not have to move into your own ways. You will not have to compromise your body. You will not, you will not have to, you will not have to change where you are with God. God, that person will meet you right at the altar of God. And you don't have to walk into a less than Christian view of marriage or a less than God, God's very best plan for you. For those of you that are married, if you will make this plan, God's plan, God can begin to get the glory out of the very difficult situation because you've made a decision. I'm not going to operate in myself. That's what Ruth was saying, Lord, I'm submitting to your divine will for my life. And because she submitted to her divine will, she got the marriage of a lifetime. She fulfilled her purpose. The word had already been prophecy. See, there's a prophecy about you. Jeremiah one and five says, I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you. I called you to a prophet of the nations, or I called you into purpose, or I called you into whatever your destiny. There's already a prophetic word that God has spoken over your life, but the enemy has tried to come in and keep you from fulfilling the prophecy for fulfilling what God has already said about you from walking into the fullness of what God called you to be. That is what the enemy has been doing. There has already been a prophetic word spoken about you, baby. God has already predicted your future. It is already rigged in your favor. And when you accepted Jesus Christ and Lord and savior, it was a setup. It was a setup for you to walk in kingdom and fulfill your purpose. The enemy has just been lying to you. He is making you, he has been trying to make you think it was in your own strength. He has tried to make you think it was impossible. He has tried to make you think that God couldn't do it for you. He is a liar, a thief, and he has been coming for your future. And so you just got to make the decision today. You know what? I'm yielding to God's plan 
for my life. I'm yielding to his will for my life. And if I yield to God's plan and his will, then I'm going to begin to see the power of God demonstrated every step I take, every power. And so then when the enemy tries to come in like a flood, the word is going to become a standard and you're going to begin to trust God and you're not going to be so fearful and you're not going to keep trying to do things in your own strength. You're going to do things according to the power of God and the will of God because you understand God's plan is the, the best plan. And then he sends out the search party for everything. I, I have learned that in this season in my life, I don't have to do anything in my own strength. My prayers, my war is on my face. My war is on my face before God. Well, that's it. I think that's it. Holy Spirit says that's it. That's it for today. I think that's enough for you to chew on, right? I think that's enough for you to chew chew on today. I think you need to rest in that. I need you to revisit this. I need you to pray and ask God, show me the areas and places in my life in which I have not submitted to you. Is it my career? Is it my relationships? Because the other thing is when you submit them to God, the likelihood that they will fall apart later looks different, right? My life in God now looks way different than my life was in Lakeisha. And I had a whole lot of life in Keisha. I had a whole lot of life in Lakeisha. I had a lot of life in her. I was banking on her. I was trusting her. I was believing that she had the answer and she didn't have the answer for my divine plan. Only God had the answer, but I had to submit to him. And do you know how I did that first? The first way I submitted to him was by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That was the first way. Lord, I, 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 I'm a sinner and I need you. And I invited Jesus to become Lord in my life. And then I got baptized, right? And it's not too late. I got baptized again at 27. I had to go back in the water because I had too much residue on me. Like I needed to go back in the water because I didn't understand my first baptism. I got baptized at eight and then I got discipled. And then the Lord led me to this place where I get to sup with you and I get to hang out with you and I get to share the word with you. This is through divine connections. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Father God, I thank you for your people. I thank you for this place and this space we're in. I thank you for every divine connection, every door being open. I thank you your blessings are rich and that they come with no sorrow. And I thank you for Jesus. Open the eyes of our understanding. Let this word be planted in our heart, Lord God. Let us choose you before anything else. And wherever we struggle, we repent. Lord God, please forgive me for wasting time on relationships and in spaces and in thoughts that couldn't honor and glorify you. When you already said you already had a plan for me, Lord God, forgive me for wasting time. Now let me honor you in all the days for the rest of my life, Lord God. Let me honor you. Holy Spirit, fill my cup up. Give me the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and discernment that I need for this season. Give me ears to hear, eyes to see. Lord, you said you will pour your spirit out upon all flesh, Father God, so that we could prophesy to our own situations. Lord God, pour your spirit out upon us this day. My God, we magnify you. We glorify you in Jesus name. Amen. I love you. Won't you consider being a partner with the ministry? Log on to the website. We are a 501c3 ministry. 
Um, won't you consider being a partner today? Log on to the ministry, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Father God, your partnership helps us to feed the homeless, to take care of the sick, and to get the gospel throughout the world. We are trying to get the gospel in every city, every state, every na nation and world. So won't you consider partnering with us today? I love you so much, but more than anything, God loves you. Like God loves you. He 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 loves you so much. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of God through you. I'll see you. Yeah, we can't do it without God. We cannot do it without God. We'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Invite someone in. Share this devotional. Tell somebody, man, I got a word for you. God served us a word today. Go share this devotional. And I'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Don't forget live Bible study tonight, ladies. I'll see you tonight. I can't wait to see you tonight. I love you so much. I love you so much. I'll see you in the a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.